Our text this morning is from the book of Philippians, chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And here ends the reading. You may be seated. Dear fellow redeemed in Christ, it will come as no big shock that high levels of stress, and particularly exhibited through increased anxiety, have been noted in our country in the past few months. A number of factors have contributed to this. Civil unrest in cities, political divisions heightened, and a virus, among other factors. I don't believe it takes much investigation to see that what affects our society in general affects our own small community here at Bethany Lutheran College. Professors have noted how students are anxious. 
Now, finals week is never a time without a rise in levels of anxiety, but this year it seems to have reached a higher level. And you students may have noticed that your professors have been impacted by the stress of these days as well. It is not surprising. Into this time comes the word of St. Paul, bringing us the word of our God. The first word is one which seems very unfitting and almost laughably impossible. Rejoice. This word takes us away from fixating on all that this sinful world is imposing on our weak and sinful flesh. It takes us away from our own anxieties by connecting rejoice with the reason for it in the Lord. This rejoicing is not a suspension of the events of this world, but the call to look at them from a different perspective. Rejoicing is established on hearing and receiving what the Lord has done, what he has done for you. And what is that? God's Son humbled himself, taking on our flesh and blood, being one of us, to take our sin, to pay our debt, to live perfectly, to move through the conflict of this world with a target on his back, the one marked to die for you and me. And that is what he did. And he rose from the dead victorious over this world's attempts to weigh him down with our stress, to break him with our anxieties. But it failed. Jesus took it all, and he says, peace to you. This is the peace which surpasses our understanding. It is received by faith alone. It is a divine peace brought into this world of strife and conflict, of sickness, of minds filled with anxiety and worry. And therefore, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The gift of prayer is listening to God, learning the words of prayer from our Lord himself, our Father who art in heaven, as well as the Psalms, the very prayer book used by Jesus. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. These words are received by our ears and minds. In response, these same words are shaped by our tongues and lips to speak back to God, to speak with our cries for help, our struggles with sin, and with the hope and joy that comes with knowing God is with us, our refuge and strength in times of trouble, who will not be moved. The appeal to you to pray is not an appeal to rely on yourself, not a plea for you to try harder, but it directs you to the source of your help, the one who calms your anxiety by showing you and giving you God's promises. In one of the very best devotional commentaries on prayer ever written, Martin Luther's large catechism in the section on the Lord's Prayer, the good Dr. Luther concluded with this counsel. So God has placed before us all the distress that may ever come upon us in the earlier petitions so that we might have no excuse whatever for not praying, 
But all depends upon this, that we learn also to say, Amen. This means that we do not doubt that our prayer is surely heard and that, we pr- and that what we pray shall be done. This is nothing else than the word of undoubting faith, which does not pray on a dare, but knows that God does not lie to him, for he has promised to grant it. Your amen at the end of your prayer is your trust that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. To have your hearts and minds guarded by the peace of God allows you to take a deep breath, to relax, to give your anxious thoughts and the burdens of your heart to Jesus, who watches over you as your good shepherd, comforting you with the protection of his rod and staff, the blessings of God's promises, his grace and mercy, the forgiveness of all sin, the protection from all evil. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God listens to you, and your petitions are acceptable to our Father in heaven and are heard by him. For he himself has commanded us to pray this way and has promised that he will hear us. Amen, amen. That is, yes, yes, it shall be so. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. You may rise. Lord God, Heavenly Father, through your Son, you have promised us that whatever we ask in his name, you will give us. We beseech you, keep us in your word, and grant us your Holy Spirit, that he may govern us according to your will. Protect us from the power of the devil, from false doctrine and worship, and also defend our lives against all danger. Grant us your blessing and peace, that we may in all things perceive your merciful help, and both now and forever praise and glorify you as our gracious Father, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.